0: In the mood, you know when you're like too tired to watch something you haven't seen before? So you want to just put on something kind of dumb. Familiar. F-A- Every yeah. day.
1: That's what I say to you.
0: And you <laughs> yes. go, ugh.
2: Oh. Well. <laughs>
0: <yeah>. <laughs> but I like to, I, I sometimes I'm like, there's very often I'm in the mood for like a big budget action spectacle. I want a big budget action spectacle. And so often the answer is just like, well, I'm going to watch Mission Impossible Ghost Protocol for the 100th time. That's usually a good option. Um, or like some Marvel bullshit, you know. Yep. But like King Kong versus Godzilla, King of the Lizards, King versus King, mm-hmm. this movie, every time I open up the HBO Max and I see their, that split red and blue faces, I can come very close to watching it again.
3: It's a really, really, really good movie. The first 40 minutes of it is just people... Yelling exposition at you. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
1: Get it out of the way.
3: Alexander Skateboard does a very good job of in that movie. I and, feel like
0: he's a good vehicle for exposition. Uh, mm-hmm.
3: And uh, Rebecca Hall? Is that, the, is that her name? I'll Google it and I'll look it up in a second and make sure. Um, yeah, it's the first like 20 minutes of the movie. I was like, oh my God, something happened. Yeah. But then the stuff starts happening and it looks so good. Big monkey punches the big lizard in the face. Mm -hmm. Uh, They're all doing like pro wrestling moves on each other. Everybody's (laughs) like grabbing each other's heads and slamming them into buildings and like throwing elbows and pile drivers. The monkey gets a big magic axe.
1: Remind me, do they do the iconic like Kong with the dino mouth open one? Because that was always one of my favorite deaths. You know Mm. where he grabs the dinosaur by the mouth and rips the mouth in half? That one always stuck with me.
0: Does Grab Godzilla by his face at one point in the film?
1: I don't feel like he would do it to Godzilla cuz normally this is when he kills an animal. I feel like it's normally with some other critter cuz don't they have those lizard things? I in think he does
3: Skull Island. Yeah, he I was does it. Oh, I, mean, yeah. I might be thinking think of Skull he, Island then. I think he rips someone's jaws apart in Skull Island.
1: Love a jaw rip. He
3: does do a lot of stuff in this movie. He's fight when they go into the- when they go inside the hollow earth where the all the Kongs are from. There are giant bat creatures flying around in the sky, and he grabs one of them out of the sky and just beats it to death on the <laughs> ground, and then swings it around and uses it to beat another one of those bat creatures out of the sky also. One of the reasons I
0: knew that the Peter Jackson King Kong movie was not for me, it's one of the only movies I've ever walked out of in the theaters, is because King Kong does fight a Tyrannosaurus Rex in that movie, and I was like, this is boring. King Kong is fighting a Tyrannosaurus Rex in front of me, and I'm not engaged. This film might suck.
4: Is that the one that's before... Mm-hmm. It was like it's when in like we were like know, oh. Middle
1: school, junior high maybe I don't Jack think I Black is one. in
3: it, Adrian Brody's in it My oh, yeah, mom I and I
1: walked that out one. of it too But it's because she got real grossed out by those worms
3: I don't know if I even made it to the
0: worms But
1: Yeah my mom just thought it was really disgusting But I was, I don't know, 10 She said best, you know But I don't like the that worms. movie
0: It's a bad movie it's, so, it's basically like a direct remake of the original King Kong Only longer Yeah Ew. Um, Like an hour longer Mm-hmm. and more racist somehow. It is. I think it's it to me it's like the it's kind of the demarcation point between the good Peter Jackson films and the shitty Peter Jackson films. I think everything he did before that was good and I think everything from that on is pretty shitty honestly.
3: Yeah, what does he have after that? Like
0: Those all the stupid fucking Hobbit movies. Some of those came before that. <laughs>
3: Did they? Yeah, those are
0: post-Lord of the Rings
2: yeah. those
3: are to to use the terminology of another podcast. The Lord of the Rings movies are the, like kind of the blank check that let him do the big budget King Kong remake. It was like Lord of the Rings is the biggest fucking thing in the entire world. Peter Jackson, what do you want to do next? I want to remake King Kong.
0: Okay. Well, I guess I take it back then. The Fellowship of the Ring is the demarcation <laughs> because everything before that was good, everything after that from then on sucks because I don't like those stupid movies. He Frighteners, Lovely
2: Bones.
3: He did direct The Lovely
0: Bones. Oh, yeah. that was that a bad movie one, too.
1: ruined a, like a whole year of my life. That is,
4: I read the book when I was the book, and too. I didn't, no, I said I will not watch the movie because I know what the book is
1: about and I don't want I'd st- to. I'd still watched it, but it's not good.
3: And he has he done anything since? Because he takes, I have not, I don't think I've seen that whole movie front to back, but I know that he... Lovely Bones? Yeah. That
1: was in 2009. Has so. he
3: made anything since? I guess the Hobbit
2: movies. The Hobbit yeah, movies. like 2009
1: yeah. was a very long time ago. Uh, the Hobbit movies. Is that They it? Shall Not Grow Old. I don't know what that is. I don't know what that is either. Mortal, Mortal Engines. Engines.
3: Oh, he did make that Mortal Engines. That's like a YA...
1: Tintin uh, tin?
0: adaptation. Oh, they shall not grow old as is the isn't that the World War 1 documentary?
1: It looks like a war Yeah.
0: I heard that was good actually.
3: And I guess he did that Beatles documentary. Yeah. He's doing kind of a reverse Jonathan Demi. I yeah. <laughs>
1: this just popped up as the picture of a movie. It's just his face. <laughs> it's
3: a <the> little baby. <laughs> oh, Elijah there he is. Wood. Oh, Elijah
1: Wood. Little baby.
3: We love Elijah Wood. We don't love the Lord of the Rings films here I don't think any of the four of us I would never care, sit or, down for to watch movie. that movie yeah. I
1: liked him as a kid I couldn't tell you why but when I tried to watch them like in college I couldn't stay awake
3: They're just really long
1: but I like the makeup in
2: it
3: not one giant lizard punching a giant monkey in the face
2: no
0: no and Tolkien was kind of known for those scenes you know they're, they, I don't know why it's like we gotta cut got first to cut. of all Tom Bombadil your ass is out of here You're cut all the giant monkeys punching giant lizard scenes. <laughs> Get that out of here. Get that out of here. It's not the story we're trying to tell. we want to tell a boring story about friends walking up a mountain. Yep. Um, <laughs> Frighteners rips, though. Frighteners kicks ass. Frighteners rips. Dead Alive. Fucking fantastic movie. I don't think I've ever seen the whole thing. You've
3: never seen it. I don't it's think so. so good. It's one of the best zombie movies, like flat out. That's the one where the guy he pulls up the lawnmower. Yeah, and just like plows through a crowd of zombies with a lawnmower. Uh huh. Yeah. yeah, he I've sticks seen... a lamp
0: in one's head and makes his head like spark like
3: a lamp. And yeah, I've seen bits of it. I don't think I've ever seen the whole thing. But listen, we're not here to
0: talk about big budget action blasters, or the work of celebrated Kiwi filmmaker Peter Jackson.
2: who
3: apparently, according to us, has made two good movies.
0: Yeah, well, I like Meet the Mm. (laughs) (laughs) Peoples. We should
4: should do the thing that we were supposed to be here. Oh, yeah. Um,
0: It's the Chill Sesh. We are here to talk, chat, and listen uh, to each other talk and chat about the Ghost Story arc, season six, if you want to call it that of Dangerous Times, Chill Haven High, starring, for one, a seminal performer, an icon, a multi-hyphenate... Triple threat. Triple threat, at least. Quadruple quintuple. They act. They do at least four other things. (laughs) You know them as Angela Atticus Jr. To my left is Megan Strassman.
4: Wow, hello, everyone, and good afternoon. (laughs) (laughs) Are you introducing everyone?
0: No, I was going to let you take o- take over from there. Oh, okay. Because I gave you such a, like, kind of a glowing write-up. I thought that we could each do that for each other. Wow, so. as I'm
4: coming down from all these edibles, let's... All these me- edibles. All these edibles I took when I mowed the lawn. <laughs> they, scarfed, they scarfed
3: down an entire pack like a, like, a, like a little raccoon. Yep.
4: And to my left is the incredible, not-so-cautious, that we learned yesterday on Jackbox... <laughs> <laughs> Bess A.K.A.
1: Penny White Correct That is me I am here Exactly where they said I would be You found me <laughs> To my left We have
3: Can't wait to hear this
1: Yeah me too Cause I tried to think about it And I couldn't like String together thoughts <laughs> So here we go My favorite french fry The loudest <laughs> laugher I know Yes The oh, um The one with the most pizzazz. <laughs> <laughs> James Patrick Kettler. Ooh, middle name. Oh, yeah. You got a lot of like in there, and that was fun.
3: AKA Z Clint himself. Mm hmm. And Wallace Patter Goodwin. And Wallace Patter Goodwin, and uh, the evil rocket ship. From Prospect Quandry. we didn't even give May all of their credits. Well, uh, Best, we missed too.
4: a lot. Yeah. Well, yeah. Well,
3: May is also Chag Nethermere mm-hmm. and
1: uh, the Pudding Man. The Pudding Man. Wait, no. I was working on the transcription. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Doctor Anastasia Burgertown, yep. <laughs> that we then called Burgerton and Burger Time. <laughs> so take your pick. Oh God.
3: All Uh, correct, all correct.
0: And Bess also famously uh, won Oakley Hardwick. Yes, Yes. RIP. Oh yeah, and I'm also
3: Quest Olson. Rip, 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 rip. Rip rip and piss. Rip and piss, Quest. And finally, to bring it back around full circle, the one who gathered (laughs) us together today, our fearless leader.
0: (laughs) (laughs) No leaders, we're anarchists.
3: The one, the only, fearless. Philip Jane Stressman. Hello. Yay.
0: The enthusiasm is palpable. Uh, Hello, everyone. Hey, we
3: all introduced each other.
0: We did. Now we're all hyped up. We're all energized. Oh, yeah. (laughs) We're all giving thumbs up. We're waving our hands in the air. (laughs) Like we just don't care. We're tearing phone books in half with our teeth.
2: Easy to do. (laughs) It is easy
0: to do, and we're doing it better than anybody's ever done it before. (laughs)
3: <laughs> listen listen we'll do it right now ready here we go no you
4: gotta save it for the bonus content nope <laughs> here
3: we go everybody they really
4: did
1: not want us Mace. to divert Don't. from the path
3: Don't. monetize monetize monetize
1: <laughs> i'm trying to make keeping us focused yes <laughs> Yes.
3: soundtrack. on track.
1: Yeah, we
4: need to <laughs> dangle something in front of people to keep them interested. This is the
3: chill sesh. It's chill. We, yeah. We, we, just, we just go wherever the conversation takes us. We're going to have a beautiful, acoustic,
0: chill song play us in in the middle of a conversation about Bigfoot. Oh. Or no, the bigger foot, known as King Kong.
3: <laughs> <laughs> Fighting the biggest foot. Yeah. Known as
0: Godzilla. It is kind of fucked up that Bigfoot still gets to get called Bigfoot when King Kong exists.
3: Yeah. Yeah. Bigfoot, like, what, 10 feet tall? King Kong, like, 500 feet tall. Yeah, Ludicrous.
0: Although I don't know how big King Kong's feet are. Relative to his body is King Kong on wiki feet, James. Can you look at (laughs) it real quick?
4: Why I cannot talk about King Kong anymore. I have nothing to say about this. Well,
0: what do you have to say about... Godzilla. (laughs) He's got a small head. Yes, he does. Small head, big body. Reminds me of my sister's cat. Well, May, what do you want to talk about?
4: I'd like to talk about the the arc.
0: Yeah, what are some things you'd like to say about it? Go ahead.
4: Okay. Things I didn't like
3: about it. (laughs) (laughs) Let's start there. (laughs) (laughs) Nowhere to go, but... uh,
1: Notes. (laughs) Hated Dookie. Yeah.
3: It's Uh, okay. Sharply disagree. Wait, you you hated Dookie
1: too? I didn't hate it. It's just at the time I was not... Not into him. Wrong place, wrong time. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like we could have met him... I just I wasn't in the mood when we met him. No. Looking back, it's very funny. Yeah. He's but an angel. But in the moment I was also ready to leave.
3: Well he's still there.
4: James wouldn't let us leave.
3: Because <laughs> he's perfect.
1: James wouldn't let us leave the room.
3: Because <laughs> he's perfect.
1: His name is perfect. We did Look. the same thing at Ted's.
3: I like funny little guys.
1: Yeah, but we don't know like which em. ones are threatening.
3: Not Dookie. What was he gonna
1: do? <laughs> I don't know.
4: I don't know. But did you see how like tired that. he sounded? <laughs> uh yeah. who else did i not like oh <laughs> um no, Important. i didn't like the what did you say you didn't clowns. Like clowns. Clowns, I, scary. I, I didn't clowns like the very them. scary and clown's still there the Clowns still there yeah
0: everything ordinary falls. y'all kind of just like washed your hands up we
4: didn't have time for it <laughs> but you know what i can definitely see the beginning of the next arc start off with you know just a pair of teens going to go make out in Ordinary Falls up on the hill, and then what happens? Some clowns come and get them.
3: It could happen. You know, that's
4: a Riverdale ass plot if I ever. Heard Next one.
3: season, clown stampede.
4: Yeah, um, I did. <laughs> I did not like the Morningstar guy. He was bad.
0: Um, Father Morningside. Side.
4: Yes, didn't like him. Bad.
1: <laughs> not you, Morningstar. We love you. <laughs> yeah. I don't know if Thank anyone the corn dogs
0: caught that reference. I might talked about this in the mid. I forgot that we did a mid chill sesh for this season. Probably more than sad reference to uh the name of the mortuary from Phantasm.
4: But I love playing uh Chag Nethermere and I loved um, when Penny fell out the window <laughs> and I liked Bart and um Jeff and Penny and Zeke in their little moment at the Sports of Baseballs. And the pudding guy. And the pudding we guy. We all love the pudding guy. Yep. Yeah. Well,
0: I fucking he's still around
3: died laughing at the somewhere
4: <laughs> out there. I feel like he would be friends with Zeke.
3: Why do I get the vibe it that related, the pudding guy yeah. is the same guy who That's inherited the reptile shop?
4: Oh, he could be just be bopping
3: around. Randy, yeah, <laughs> What's the guy's name Randy. My name is Randy. <laughs> 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 My dad died are here to The shop. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm just the pudding really guy <laughs> at the hospital now. I didn't got out of the reptile business because it was too it was too scaly for me.
4: He <laughs> just left them all there. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> closed the shop, they, but left the cages
3: all open. I took a nap at the shop one time, and I woke up to a python trying to swallow me whole. So now I sell pudding at the hospital. I'm Randy. <laughs> safer, safer gig.
0: May does have a, a a a class of characters that have the energy of air escaping a whoopee cushion. <laughs>
4: <laughs> yes, like my my D and D character. Yeah, yeah. But more more. Butte more ale belly. Yeah, yeah but more ale belly. But more
0: ale ale, ale belly. <laughs> <laughs> Little guy scrounging around. Yeah. yeah. Bess I'll you know, push. I'll put it to you. What are some stuff that you didn't like and liked <laughs> about
1: this art? Right. Okay. Things I did like also I like the clowns. That was fun to me. You're wearing a clown shirt right now. Yeah, you are. I, like, I enjoyed the clown. A
0: resident clown, Think if it. you will. Sure. Yeah.
1: I will accept that position and Do you have egg? Egg.
0: Do you have egg? All clown have egg. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what? each clown have have one egg?
4: It, on them at all times?
3: Do you guys not know about clown egg? Oh, yay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, every clown has an egg. Every clown's <laughs> no. clown makeup pattern is unique, and they trademark it. And the way they trademark their like unique face paint pattern is by painting it on an egg. And then they put the egg like in a special place, and it's like, this is my clown egg. This is what my makeup I is I actually
1: like. do have a painted egg, but it's not... Because of that, because they (laughs) they made us do egg makeup in school, yeah, and um, everyone got real eggs, but I got a plastic Easter egg that I then had to cover with white printer paper. So then I was like, I don't want to put makeup on this egg, so I just drew a picture of Edward Scissorhands, and that and it looks like a little clown because I even made hair to put on it. So I get, but I don't want really that to be my like clown inspiration. But I do have really good Eggward Scissorhands.
3: It's a really good Eggward.
1: Yeah, I named him Eggward. Sure. Obviously, a it's not name. that creative honestly but that's irrelevant. I liked the clowns and I I typically enjoy my scenes with Bart though I don't think either of us can like stay on track. <laughs> Every time I'm like listening back through it takes us a very long time to actually talk about what we what we need to talk about. I guess that's kind of our character's whole deal though, yeah. Yeah. yeah.
0: I yeah. do I I like those scenes a lot too. The Penny and Bart stuff is really fun mm-hmm. to do and I feel like we um I, I feel like you are very skilled at locking into a dramatic tone and even when like it's a dramatic tone that is like f- like vacillating rapidly between like jokes and then serious and jokes. I feel like you're very you're very good at like centering Penny constantly in like real actual emotion. Mm. Um and it makes those scenes like a feel very easy and feel very like natural but also not feel like maudlin necessarily you know it feels it feels like kind of like a real conversation like a goofy dad and (laughs) his goofy child would have you know Um, yeah no I like those a lot and I like being Bart He's, I like playing the well meaning dummies Mm -hmm. Uh, it's it's a good group to get into
1: yeah Bart's great and I loved Zeke in his own sick in a bush Uh I think about that sentence a lot just covered in sick
3: yeah it was a real it's messy season me. for Zeke well, yeah, he you had a very for hard couple days at the days, uh, wi- winding up towards the end there,
1: yeah, yeah,
3: just pounding mountain dew and staying awake, building guns and gadgets and goggles
1: well, James, <laughs> we can pivot to you what what did you not like?
3: What did I not like about this season? I don't know uh I thought it was a good and monster, scary, very scary uh, yeah. n- nasty priest man, spooky um lot so many weird little guys for me to hang out with and interact with and that's my number 1 priority on this show. Uh-huh. <laughs> hang um, out with the
4: little guys.
3: Yeah, Zeke's got a little <laughs> rolodex of of weird little guys oh, and on. Yeah, uh-huh. Yeah. They're the NPCs I want to like go back to and get the quests from. <laughs> yeah. Sure do, sure Dookie. I'll knit you a sweater that fits your weird body proportions. Absolutely. No yes. problem. Yeah. <laughs>
0: to it's so chilly. I know.
3: It's drafty in here. <laughs> I don't think anyone's paid the electrical bill here for a while.
4: <laughs> Scoobums and Sophia.
0: Oh, no, yeah. Oh, yeah, they went on a date and never came back, I think.
4: <laughs> well, you eventually had them come back, but
0: I don't know if that made the I made air,
3: honestly.
4: Oh, well they could still be out on a date, good for them. Yeah.
0: Good for them. They
4: yeah, got lost. <laughs> yeah. I love it that. Got
3: lost. Yeah. I don't think Sophia can get lost. She,
4: she wanted to. yeah she doesn't really, for someone so smart, I don't know.
0: Well, she's she's naive, isn't she? Yeah, she's she doesn't have a lot of real world experience. No, she
4: no street doesn't. smart, exactly. Yeah.
0: She's book smart, not street smart.
4: Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: Scoop him similarly, you know, I don't, I haven't spent a lot of time thinking about his interiority, <laughs> or what he was, his life was like before he got kidnapped, but I think his entire experience of being like. Sapient was basically in a lab. I know, you know he's so, so happy
4: now, and I love
0: yeah. him.
3: Yeah. He's my baby. they both lived rather cloistered lives. Yeah. Uh-huh. They're
1: so, Always told what to do. I know, yeah. but now he we can wear pants. Yeah, you can wear all the pants.
0: What are some stuff that I didn't like about this season? Hmm. No, I liked everything about it. It was perfect, top to bottom. It's all great. You guys are all great. Just a terrific, good show that we all coincidentally make. Yep. And we have no bias in that opinion whatsoever. Mm-hmm. None. Nope, 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 nope. That is my... I, I So I have a little something called journalistic integrity, which means that I don't have any biases. <laughs> my, my brain is a smooth marble, just like. ready to receive just
3: objective facts. Uh, you've taken the class from the New York Times, I see. Uh, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> Their brain smoothing course is excellent. <laughs>
0: well, should we turn to some... Uh, questions from the audience?
4: I think so. Yeah. Yes. So then we can deep dive. Some a Qs thing.
0: we can A. We're going to A some Qs from our A. What? Wait, what?
3: From oh. our audience. Oh.
4: Uh, I was like, <laughs> what does the A stand for?
3: Our first question comes from the Mighty Jojos. Hello, Jojos. Hello. Uh, The Mighty Jojos is a junior varsity level patron on our Patreon. And they ask, this is a question from an older ARC but I was wondering, does Angela's true name mean lost child? Also, I'm curious as to what her mother's name means. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Um, so there's, you know, there's two answers to this. Deep lore. Um. There's an in fiction answer, and then there's a IRL answer. And I'm not entirely sure which one you're asking, but I'll say that, I'm not going to give a particularly satisfactory answer to either, uh, because the in-fiction answer is going to be discovered probably next arc. Um, Angela, the Acasaluin, is a very specific thing and inhabits a very specific role for, you know, the people of the forest and the Feywild. Um, that we're going to learn a lot more about, I think, in our next arc. Um, In terms of what it actually means in real life, uh, I'm pretty sure I just slapped some syllables together.
4: Oh, you just (laughs) made it up?
0: Yeah.
3: Susu Studio style. Just whatever sounded good.
0: Yeah, basically, I might have used like a name generator or something. I genuinely don't remember, but... uh, yeah, that one is a make them up. Zivozhona, and I feel like I might have talked about this before, is actually uh, something I pulled from Polish folklore. Zivozhona uh, is sort of a um, like dryadic queen, kind of it's similar to a bit more marginal than, than the role that she is in our show, but she is like a, a fairy forest deity, minor deity in Slavic folklore.
3: And thus the, lo- the lore library closes its doors until someone <laughs> else asks a question about it, I guess.
0: <sighs> well, let, can I, I, I just want to spin off that for a little bit because I feel like we did have some big developments on the Angela
3: acosta Lewin front, right? Angela's going all Hellboy 2 on us. Not
4: on purpose. It happened to me. Happened N- to Angela. What did? All the the body changes.
0: Well, is that true? Yes. So I
4: didn't spend a luck point, not, or two or three. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. didn't have nothing to do with true,
3: it. Like in the game mechanics or canonically true in the plot of our no, show. I don't think I don't yep. think you pass either of those tests. <laughs> I don't think any of that's true. I mean, yeah, in fiction,
0: you know, Angela was constantly kind of reaching for more power, reaching to more to to more lengths to go to more lengths with her power, and that came with. You know that accessing that Fay power, I think, had consequences for Angela.
4: No one told me. But also, <laughs>
0: I think a lot of no people one told, told you. Angela. So these these t- uh, tend not to make it through the edit, just because I don't. I'm kind of allergic to like the really crunchy game mechanic talk stuff. To me, it just sort of stops the show cold when we get into it. But we do. We haven't played Monster of the Week. In Monster Week, there's a, a mechanic called Luck Points. Wherein, if you want a bad roll to be a good roll, you can spend a luck point and make a bad roll a good roll. But each uh, different character class, hunter archetype, has different consequences for spending a luck point. Angela is uh, the Summoned, which is basically a Hellboy reskin. Mm-hmm. Um, and so every time you use a luck point, you take a, st- a step close to the apocalypse and there's an accompanying sign of the apocalypse. And uh, would you may or would you say that maybe you spent some luck points that directly <laughs> led to where Angela is in the story?
2: I
4: had to. It was and you play the ha- tapes. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I had to. I had to spend the luck points, or it would have been worse. So, yeah, I you did need it. To save us all. Yeah, I had to save. So I spent leading the luck with your points. heart. Yep. So yeah, then then the bad things come.
0: <laughs> what do you uh, what do you see in Angela's immediate future? Do you think that she will? Um, and if you don't want to talk about this, because we'll, we're going to get into it in our actual arc, but what are you seeing for for Angela?
4: What am I allowed to say?
0: Um, I mean, you can say whatever you want.
4: Um, well, since you already said that, we're probably going to figure out more of Angela's stuff next arc. Um, you know, I'm just kind of excited to see more people like Angela, see what they're about. Um, you know, Angela's whole existence is to, like, end mankind. So, you know, just trying to figure out more of that and, you know, where people lie. Figure out how
0: to do that better. No,
4: figure out where other people lie on the spectrum, what their point of views are, you know, the The, argument for ending. The exterminate
0: humanity spectrum. Yeah, yeah, I would like to
4: to hear more about that and why (laughs) I should do that. Mm -hmm. Um, So, just kind of being in that world and, you know, last time Angela was there, she lost, time is all wonky there and stuff, so... Be weird to be in there while Penny and Zeke are out here again, but um, yeah. But maybe she'll go on a journey and she'll bring a, a person with her. I don't know.
0: What an excellent tease. I know. Do you want to? Well, let's let's spin off that a little bit actually, and um, talk about kind of the same thing for Penny. Mm-hmm. Penny also made some choices and experienced some kind of big. Big consequences. Got tumor in your brain.
1: And I got grounded.
0: You, those yeah, are, yeah. more
1: importantly
3: <laughs> two can't equally let that bad go. things.
0: <laughs> Do you want to talk about Penny's? Because I feel like this is a pretty, pretty Penny centric arc, right?
1: Yeah, I mean, even when Penny wasn't like consciously aware of it, stuff was just happening to her,
3: mm-hmm. or or had happened to her.
1: Yeah, kind of being replayed,
3: learning things that happened to her. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> How do you
0: handle that as, like, um, because, you know, you three all have, working in the medium that we work in, you have kind of a unique role in that you're both performers and kind of writers, right? So you're sort of, like, crafting Penny's story as well as, like, performing it and inhabiting it. Mm -hmm. So how did you feel about, like, because Penny is, a lot of Penny's story in this arc was sort of beholden to her past and stuff that happened to her without her agency
1: Mm -hmm.
0: like did you feel like you had like a lot of room to make choices as penny in this arc or did you feel sort of beholden to her past to a certain Um, extent
1: i felt like i still had plenty of agency um in fact i kind of felt like the the plot kind of drove her to make more like active choices and things that were happening around her dumb or not jumping out of a window whatever Mm -hmm. but um yeah, because I, cause, uh, I feel like Penny leads with emotion a lot of the time. Like, even though she's not the most, uh, I don't know, emotional in personality, I guess. I feel like most of her moves and, like, uh, her reasoning for why she makes poor decisions is normally like, I felt a thing really strongly and I did it and now it's done and I don't know now, but I, <laughs> it, it's happened and everyone please love me still. It's like uh-huh. it bottles up. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it's been, I, but I felt like she had plenty of agency, but yeah, it was spooky. I, I felt like the timing of receiving that information felt right, but it still kind of caught me off guard a little bit. Especially with uh, Zeke's mom yeah. in particular.
3: yeah. Which is just like a, it's like a, it's 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 like a, it's like a, I don't know, it's like running into someone you know at a place you don't expect them. It's just like, wait, and now also this. Mm -hmm. I don't think Zeke's given any thought to the ramifications of his mom's involvement in that yet either. No time. No time. No Mountain time. Dew build, time. Had to build gun, throw up in bush. Yeah, <laughs>
4: none of us have time to sit and actually stew with the information that we're given as small. But that's
1: like real children. world too. Like bad things happen. It's like, oh, got a job. Oops, yeah, gotta got go, to go to work. Nope, oh, no, no paid days off. Yeah. Who cares? Feels yep. real.
3: Feels real.
0: So I mean, without with, and maybe we can't talk about this without g- giving away too much. But like, where do you see? Where do you see Penny? Well, let me frame it this way then. Instead of like talking explicitly about what's coming next, how how do you see the difference between where Penny started in Ghost Story and where she is now, and how she's going to like progress forward?
1: Um, I feel like Penny has. I mean, I feel like Penny has grown a lot in that she actually has like. Well, she's always had a place in the group, but I feel like she feels like she has a place in the group. Um, so I think just like. I don't know if self-confidence is even, like, a, what encapsulates it, but, like, m- maybe just more, like, self-assured, even though, like, some of the worst shit that's ever happened to her is happening right now. Um, and I think that can push her to either, I mean, like we've seen before, you know, panic and just, you know, do the first thing that comes to mind or, like, really actually think about the consequences of her actions, whether she asked for any of this or not. So I feel like it will, similar to Angela, it'll lean very much one way or the other way yeah. we'll... We'll fucking see. I guess. Okay. <laughs> I feel
4: like Penny is so much more confident. Yeah. After and during this arc, but I think it's because you like know what you can actually do. Like f- I think ever since the end of the Sad, squash, sad the Squatch, Sad Squatch <laughs> arc, I feel like Penny's just been like, I'm very powerful. Yeah. With yeah. a helicopter. Yeah. So come at me. I yeah. think Penny, Penny is powerful and feels it.
0: Well, you know, let's pivot to someone who isn't very powerful.
4: Yeah, least
1: powerful.
0: <laughs> what? <laughs> Hi there. So, you know, I feel like this arc, we we sort of, I feel like we answered, co- concretely answered some lingering story questions, you know, Penny's kind of origin story. Where's Zeke's mom at? Being one of them. But I feel like we raised more questions. Oh, it's almost like we're really good at serialized storytelling. Mm. <laughs> um, and I, so I think Zeke is the is maybe the character who was left with the most kind of like
3: new questions yeah. after this coming out of this arc, right? Yeah. Um, what does his mom know? When did she learn it? How did she come to the decision to shoot a child in the face? <laughs> Where did she go after shooting that child in the face? Why hasn't she written? Questions we've all grappled with in our own lives. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. And like I said, I think Zeke's Zeke's reaction to most stuff, I think, is to like, if if it's if it's affecting what it the goal he's trying to achieve that minute, his instinct is like, okay, I'm just gonna bear that down deep. For now, can't explore that at the moment. I have tasks to achieve.
0: But you cannot. You have to be cautious. You cannot overstuff your bottle. Can't overstuff your bottle. The mm-hmm. bottle blows up. What
4: did yeah, Jeff tell Zeke people? about? He his said, mom. "Don't
0: overstuff your bottle, or it'll break."
4: No, but what Sometimes did you
0: have to drink from your bottle? But in case what it's did content. Jeff
4: <laughs> say about the mom? Just that she's dead,
0: uh, or unclear. No, if you remember the space, I sports don't. That's of- why I asked. <laughs> You remember the sports of baseball conversation? Jeff and Bart believed their wives to have run away together.
4: Together, yeah, would have been kind of beautiful. Okay, but and I was wondering if there was any other if Belinda
0: preview. left Jeff a letter to that effect, basically. So there was deliberate misdirection on Belinda's part. Okay, but we don't know to what end.
1: I think I like this Belinda though. Belinda, what a name! I've been she saying tried the whole to time. Shoot you in the face? I know, and I said the moment it happened, she probably should have succeeded, because <laughs> now we got a, a, a giant penny monster. Yeah, well, I'm just a little one right now,
4: right but now, but we'll could be. be. Yeah, you're just a little. Just a, just a little, little guy. It's yeah. a little pocket monster.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so, do you, James? Do you feel like that search is going to kind of drive Zeke going forward a little bit, or is it just going to keep getting buried?
3: I don't. I don't know. Okay. I think Zeke needs a good sleep and needs to take a good look around and evaluate a lot of different things in his life. Like where where, where he did not talk to his boyfriend one no, time. Where's
1: Dick. none of us did. Like all of us have been atrocious partners. Well, you
3: were with Heck a lot of the
2: time.
1: Um, oh, I wasn't Heck. with him a lot. Honestly, Heck. like I feel like I barely saw him this arc until we were both kind of unconscious, and then. I didn't even know I don't even, I don't think Penny ever really knew what happened to heck cuz when I was in the hospital I didn't talk about it once <laughs>
0: Heck is y'all's favorite toy in this show. Yeah, everywhere. I, love <laughs> him. I can't get
1: rid of him. He's nice. I love him. He's
4: my roommate so and cute. we're best friends. He's <laughs> so nice. Yeah, gotta put that brain back together because yeah. we have. a have been screaming about this, but we have a kid to raise together. You do. Yeah.
3: I feel like so. if I feel like if Angela, Penny, and Zeke all stood around Heck and were like, "Heck, you're my best friend, right?" <laughs> yeah, of course you're my best friend, Zeke. No, Heck, I'm your best friend, right? Yes, Angela, obviously you're my best friend. <laughs> Wait, Heck, I thought I was your best friend. Well, yeah, of course you're my best friend. Yeah. Hey. <laughs> but
4: like, but that's my best friend. It's like yeah, end he's of, my best friend.
0: End of the Simpsons episodes where the Flanders adopt the kids and they're like, come to me. Yeah. Kat, <laughs> <I'm> here. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um yeah, uh the dick question is is definitely gonna be one that we have to address in the next one. The dick question. Because I feel like even with Saber y'all had a couple of tough conversations over the course of this season. But. Mm-hmm.
4: It's not going great, I'll tell you that much. <laughs> so <laughs> that's But at least I got to see my girlfriend, Angela's girlfriend.
3: Yeah, I didn't see my boyfriend once. (laughs) Uh, James, would you like to read us another question from our fans? Okie dokie. Sean M. asks, I do not believe in ghosts, but I did see one once. Do you believe ghosts are real or slash and have you ever seen a ghost?
4: No, and I've tried.
3: No, I don't believe ghosts are real.
4: No one I've tried is a good answer, too. I really open myself up. Same. I've welcomed all the
3: weird shit. Yeah. I'm on the Ouija boards. We yeah, did that yeah. on uh, f- f- the first time
4: I did that was Halloween when we did that at Ariel and Patrick's. I've but we used
3: the ghost detectors. I've Never
4: used the that. ghost. We used it on our phones the ghost
3: speak. Yeah. Yep, I've used the app.
4: Use the app. <laughs> tried
3: so hard. Actual, like, specific devices. No, I don't think ghosts are real. It, it, I, it's fine if you do. Um, Wow, a nation thanks you, James.
1: <laughs>
3: <laughs> Bringing both sides together. <laughs> uh-huh. Ghosts are scary, though. Ghosts are scary. They're a scary I was monster. Felt, I thought
1: every movie is like they're misunderstood, though. Or at least some of them.
0: No. Casper's uncles were real dinguses. I don't
1: yeah, know they those suck. Guys. No, Casper himself, though, friendly ghost. We love him. Yeah, but him. Like,
3: what about The Ring, where at the end of The Ring, Naomi Watts is like, oh, she was just misunderstood. Not- she just had to get out of the well. And okay, then the little see, boy exactly. is like, No. She's evil.
0: What's the matter with you? Also, to your point, Bess, if all ghosts were friendly, <laughs> they wouldn't have to specify that Casper was the friendly one. Well,
1: I didn't say they all were. <laughs> I said I thought they were misunderstood. <laughs> Sometimes when you misunderstand monsters, they still stay pissed and kill you anyway. That's
0: fair. I mean, it almost think... <laughs> happened with Cyber Squatch and Jeff. <laughs> <That's> true.
4: <laughs> well, think about being stuck in purgatory yeah. of a place that you died at. And you're awful. so mad because you're like, damn! I just wanted eternal sleep, and, and then these now living
1: people show up. And you... they made yeah. a movie
0: about that. It's called Beetlejuice. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> yep.
1: So
3: that's annoying. That's, that's ghost life. Out. Yeah. Or or just kill them, maybe.
4: If you could go outside of the house and travel around, that might be different. But like in American Horror Story, those ghosts get trapped in the house too, and that's so
1: boring. When they're miserable. Well, there's
0: sandworms yep. out there.
4: There are sandworms. But in sometimes.
1: different yeah, sometimes there are depending where you are. Some
0: but... ghosts get to roam around graveyards.
3: That's true. I'd rather that's be cool. a ghost. Which graveyard. was like probably
1: just like a day in the park, so that's not too bad. Yeah. I'd and like to be outside.
0: If you're poltergeist, you can attach yourself to a teen girl and then go wherever she goes for the rest of her life.
3: Well, mm-hmm. was that the plot of the poltergeist sequels?
0: Well, no, in, in in ghost lore, poltergeists tend to attach themselves to an adolescent. Mm. Um And that's why, like, you can't move away if you have a poltergeist because the poltergeist will follow you. Right. Because they sort of feed off of, like, the kind of heightened emotional energy of teenagers. teenagers. That's so funny. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it is neat. Um, I do not believe in ghosts. I do believe in hauntings. Um, What does that mean? I'm so glad that you asked. Yeah. I don't believe in literal ghosts like they're a thing you can measure with a little meter that you keep on you. Yeah. But I think that hauntings and stories about hauntings occupy an important like, social r- role. Um, I think there's a reason that ghost stories and haunting stories are so often about marginalized people, about women who have been murdered, about indigenous people. Um I think that they reflect a sort of unconscious perception of um like a, a an unjust, like a wrong not righted about um I think they reflect
4: so like the stories that this, they can this sort of
0: ongoing like social inequalities that produce the deaths that they are concerned with, if that makes sense
3: sins well, of the past coming back to bite the people who did wrong exactly. well and even like a
1: physical world like we feel the weight of those things like in places that we visit or we should yeah. sometimes we we pretend they aren't there i guess in charleston but, but like but like yeah. we do feel the weight of those emotions too so i feel like that's connected there somehow
0: yeah I, I, that's exactly what i'm saying yeah, yeah. yeah.
1: i like ghost movies
0: I like ghost movies. I even like ghost hunter movies.
4: Mm. What are the ones we watched that were so good? I do. Like the one, was it Dread and, is it called Dread? The two there ghost live story. streaming. Oh. Um, like these two live streaming ghost movies.
3: Deadstream. Deadstream. Deadstream is great. Deadstream's dead what's, Deadstream rules. What's the other one? Um, The one with the priest.
4: Yeah. Um,
3: oh, uh, The Cleansing Hour. The Cleansing,
4: cleansing Hour. Really good.
0: Highly recommend both. Now. Grave the Encounters, one, yes, also better. really good. I did not watch The Cleansing Hour. You fell asleep mm-hmm. early. 13 Ghosts. 13 Ghosts is another good ghost movie. Not a good ghost movie in my it's opinion. A, what, it's a great movie. All the so ghosts good. have different outfits. Yeah. One
4: gets slid. <laughs> nice. One gets cut in half.
0: A guy gets cut in half. A guy
4: gets cut in half. <laughs>
3: Tony Shalhoub.
4: <laughs> Matthew Lillard.
3: No, I've seen 13 Ghosts. <laughs> it rules. I know the aspects of it. I, did not, I, I found it mostly kind of boring. Um, The
1: the movie Ghost, yeah, that's
3: a good movie. Taking it back to the discussion at the beginning,
0: fucking frighteners,
3: frighteners, phenomenal ghost movie, a really good ghost movie. It's the one with Michael J. Fox, uh, where he can see ghosts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He pretends to be a ghost hunter, and then he uses his ghost friends to cause hauntings that he then quote unquote (laughs) solves. Yeah, Uh like running a like running a protection scam for money. (laughs) And wasn't the
0: Busey the Gary Busey, Busey son, Busey. Jake Busey, is the evil ghost in that movie, right? Yes. Yeah, yeah,
3: yeah. Terrifying
0: face. Good casting. Uh huh. So yeah, I feel like that uh, we've uh, answered the ghost question. We have satisfactorily. No, we don't
3: believe in ghosts. No, we don't ghosts. believe in ghosts, but ghosts are spooky. Yeah,
1: we like yeah. them.
0: Yeah, and I again, I don't believe in ghosts. I do believe in hauntings. Yep. I think hauntings are an important social thing. I think those stories are very important.
3: Bad things happened here. Yeah. Sometimes dead is better, you know.
0: There's a so I get a very cute sense, and somebody who's smarter than me probably knows like what this is or what it's called. But when you're like in a museum and you see something that like boring, somebody made I hate museums. or owned like 500 years ago or a thousand years ago or whatever, like that that kind of like gives me chills. There's something really ineffable about that about like the the sort of imprint of like a human mind on an object. And I feel like haunting stories are that for like a place, but it's a sense that May does not possess I at can't understand
4: all. it at all. We're like in Greece. I'm like, cool. Look at that rock looking. <laughs> oh, it's like 500 million BC. Cool. Like you took me to that place, that palace. I don't know about that. Yeah. <laughs> it was just some rocks that were deteriorating. I don't know. I just can't feel it. With architecture, which that should have worked on me, mm-hmm. but it didn't. Architecture is a little different, but I just going to museums, I did them for you because I love you, but goddamn, so boring.
1: I pretend. what to, it is sometimes.
4: I had to pretend to look and care about stuff. I like like the MoMA.
1: I like art.
3: Like museums. art museum. I like museums. Yeah. I like museums.
0: But even art, like part of art for me is like
3: someone did this
0: getting very close to a painting that was made 300 years ago and like literally seeing the brush strokes and knowing that like someone's hand made it mm-hmm. that's why like the the whole idea of like AI art or movies or whatever like I it's impossible for me to give a shit about something that wasn't created by a human mind why
4: would that you matter know? yeah
0: Unless it's like when they put paint on like the, the dog's paws and it walks on the yes, canvas. Yes, and that's precious. That's beautiful. Well,
3: that's still a mind. Yeah, yeah. my dog. Still a mind doing it. Yeah. Uh, side note, I did have ChatGPT G- spit out a script for Columbo solving a Yu-Gi-Oh! Crimes episode, and it was worse than what I made up on the spot when I texted you about it. See, that's Bad. lesson learned. And now you have to write it. Uh, now I'm going to write the episode where Columbo solves the Yu-Gi-Oh! murder.
1: I can't wait for
3: us to table read for
1: it. Yeah, Bonkhan. Yep.
3: Right, just one more thing. You said you summoned the dark magician. That's it. That's the whole preview. Oh, I thought you were going to do a bit. <laughs> no, that's the whole
2: preview.
0: <laughs> 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 <So> stay tuned. <laughs>
1: Next question.
2: I could have
0: fucking done that. I could have done a Columbo voice and named one Yu-Gi-Oh card. (laughs) Thought you were going to make like a specific comedic observation. Good Lord. This is why the show is edited.
1: Yeah. (laughs) Well, I made so many notes that just say James screaming
3: stuff. Yep.
0: Yeah. Hollering. 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 Yeah. (laughs) Uh, James, do we have another question from our friends and fans?
3: Oh, we sure do.
0: I'll even take a question from a hater or a loser if we have one. I don't think we have any of those. Thank God. I, I will not anyone... take a
4: question from a hater.
0: That <laughs> <laughs> We're We're not, not. sucks. Why do you make it so bad? We're nowhere near the level of popularity you need to get to when you start hearing from haters. I'm Gabe. <laughs> Whoa. Shots fired at Gabe. <laughs>
3: uh, all right. Take that penny arcade. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Here's a question from Luca at W WSoupReam on Twitter, a freshman-level patron of our Patreon. Hi, Luca. Hello. Hi, Luca. I said soupream because it's like supreme, but the first syllable is like soup, like you eat. Ooh. Soup. Mm-hmm. Ream. Mm-hmm. Um,
0: I love to ream me some soup.
3: Luca asks...
0: Get right around the edge of that bowl.
3: Luca asks... <laughs> This is a good one Consequences seem to be a big theme this arc Was Mm -hmm. it planned that way? I don't know, did you hear the trailer where I
0: said Destiny isn't real, consequences are? (laughs) (laughs) Can you
4: retake that in a nicer way? <laughs> no,
0: Luca, listen to the trailer. <laughs>
4: <laughs> Did you know I said that, May? No, probably not. <laughs> um, I don't listen to the podcast, so I'm like, uh huh. I'm like, I can't remember this thing that we recorded six months ago.
0: <laughs> Sorry for interrupting. Uh,
3: no, I mean that's the that's the gist of it. Not just the Anchorite's existence, but all the times the characters did something silly and were met with immediate comeuppance. Well, that was probably because we rolled bad.
1: Yes, because one time I rolled so good and I was like, wow, something good will finally happen to us this week, specifically me, Beth slash Penny. And then Phil said, no, remember that one time you made a tiny mistake like a year ago and I said, this will bite you in the ass. And I said, no, I don't remember that at all. (laughs) And it ruined it.
4: (laughs) So we don't know if it was true or not. (laughs) That's
1: true. You could say it anytime.
2: Yeah.
3: I would believe you. Sewing. So, oh yeah, this rules. <laughs> Reaping, what the fuck is this shit? We make
1: bad choices. We must pay. We roll bad most
3: that of the too. time.
4: That's what all my consequences are. Bad rolls. <laughs> it's
3: hard to roll good. It's hard to roll good. Yeah, dice only go up to twelve, and you gotta get at least a ten.
4: That's the thing: is you do an eight, and you're like, oh my god, thank god I'm not gonna break one of my limbs this roll. <laughs> but you're
0: like, <laughs> even with an eight, it could be like a hard choice. Yeah, <laughs> break a limb or get out of this bear
3: trap.
4: Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's not good over here.
3: Stay in the bear trap or lose a foot. What yeah. do you want to do?
1: I'll stay in the trap. Believe yeah. me. <laughs> so the answer. Slow death, please,
3: <laughs> Phil. What I'm hearing is the answer. Is question is yes. Consequences were a big theme this arc.
1: Yeah. So if that
0: I, was intentional. So the, I, the the answer to the I think it's an excellent question. I appreciate for an, you for asking it, Luca. I I feel very seen um, by this, and I think that you you tweeted a comment along these lines as well. Um, it's very deliberate. And there's a few reasons behind that. One is as as these goobers were kind of just alluding to, is it is stems from the the um game mechanics. If you try to do something and you roll bad, there are consequences for it. And even in this game, if you try to do something and you do okay, there's still consequences Monster for it. Monster of
4: the week is not an easy one. They don't make you have many successes. Yeah.
0: Lasers and feelings it ain't.
3: No. So, lizards and feelings, it is not.
4: So it is st- a stark lizards? difference going from one of those lizards. to the other. <laughs>
3: lizards and feelings. That's lizards the chance. Now feelings. we're back to King Kong versus God. No
4: God. more lizards. And he's going to quit our podcast. Yeah, I'm, this is what's setting me over the edge. This <laughs> lizard talk.
0: Um, and I do, you know, the way I edit the show, I tend to edit out the game mechanics stuff. I'd like to leave, I'm, I'm probably going to skew towards starting to leave in more just because I do. I like that there's there's sort of an inherent tension that can accompany like a, a perspective dice roll and stuff like that i honestly just right now i don't think we perform dice rolls very well as a group It's something that we need to work on excuse because me because we we'll get very excited and start running around and not talking into our microphones or anything um, not
4: me james wow
2: <laughs> wow
0: <What? laughs> shots fired <laughs> but you know part of the reason I, I try to to use, what I try to do is use the game mechanics as as sort of like the raw material that we are then collectively crafting what feels like a polished narrative thing out of um so so the the game mechanic aspect of the consequences thing can be a little bit invisible however i i also think that so there's there's two other aspects of it one is just storytelling in general i think that Characters taking actions and then dealing with the consequences is the cornerstone of good storytelling, period. Particularly storytelling, like, what do you want to call it, YA or teen drama or whatever, is having kids making dumb mistakes and then doing their best to fix it. You know, they say in every story, your hero should, like, really the drama and the tension should arrive from your hero fucking something up and then trying to fix it. You know, I think that... um uh the His Dark Material series is really good about that, uh, about using you know Liza's errors to kind of drive the story. Um, and I think that there's a lot of shitty stories that rely on destiny as their narrative drivers. like, why do I have to do this? It's your destiny. You know, Accept the call, hero. Go on your
3: stupid journey. And or your aunt and uncle are long skeletons now. Go, <laughs> yeah. on, the, go on the journey. And I think it's very lazy and tropey,
0: and unsatisfying. But I think that having your story momentum come from consequences of actions that your character has taken is is far
3: more true to life and satisfying to an audience. It's, it's Tony Stark in the first Iron Man movie getting face-to-face with a Stark missile that then explodes at him, right? Yep, yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Um, the, and then, so the last thing I'll say
0: about it is that, you know, there's an element in TTRPG and in, in you know stochastic collaborative storytelling um, that is is also a kind of a rule of improv which is it's you know sometimes referred to as yes and it's in TTRPG world it's more often referred to as if this is true what else is true and that's basically like taking your world seriously and like taking your character's choices seriously and being like okay what you just said or did, I'm accepting that that is true in this world. What are the consequences of that? What are the implications of that? And then exploring your story from there. So I, I think that consequences as, as like a, a mechanic for driving serialized story is kind of, to me, necessary on several levels um, for making what we do work. And I'm glad that it seems like it does.
3: Do you guys have anything to say about that? I don't like consequences I want to do whatever I want
4: Same I want to roll the good rolls Just let me do it It's so dumb Penny just wanted to turn the light And she did it okay one time Exactly why couldn't I do it And then Zeke
3: learned that he could fly And he shot laser beams out of his eyes And it was cool But you rolled an 8 So guess what it's a short duration You're going down And then I don't have eyes anymore (laughs) And then my sockets are empty (laughs) And then I have to build myself cyborg eyes And it takes a really long time since I don't have eyes It
4: requires a lot of energy to reboot it
3: yeah yeah and it requires a rare material and i have to <laughs> plug a giant diamond into my skull <laughs> spoiler alert for the three arcs from now
2: <laughs>
3: <laughs>
0: consequences are great too if you're ever running a game like jamming any game consequences are great for uh shaping your player behavior um so just by way of example i had a long running D D campaign And, uh, my bard got a hold of a spell called tiny hut that let them cast a spell to make a little hut that everyone could stay in for up to eight hours at a time that protected them from all outside damage. (laughs) So they started using it to just like take a long rest whenever they felt like it, (laughs) literally anywhere. Tiny hut. Yeah. Tiny hut. Can't get me. Um, we're going to take a long rest, rejuvenate our spell slots, get our health back. Uh, and that was infuriating to me. Um... (laughs) And so there's, you know, if you look up in, like, the forums and stuff, like, oh, how to deal with Tiny Hut, blah, blah, blah. It's like, well, you could nerf the spell or you could talk to your players out of character about abusing the spell. Um, But all of that stuff's for cowards. What I did is uh, they were in a – they were doing, like, a plane hopping thing. They were in, like, a future city that got overrun by zombies. And they had spent a long time in the city and they had like made a lot of friends with NPCs there. And one of them even had like kind of a romance with an NPC there. And the zombies started taking over the city and they're like, oof, we better we better get strong for this. Tiny hut, long rest. And when they woke up, everybody in the fucking city was dead. <laughs> so they learned that there's consequences to using that stupid spell to cheese the game.
3: Yep. Yeah, you go to sleep for eight hours just people banging on the walls. <laughs> You just cut. You just cut to. You just cut to the NPCs being like, "Guys, guys, the zombies—they're getting in!" And it cuts back to inside, and you just hear like, "There's Hawk <laughs> <chewing>. Hawk
2: <laughs>
0: Um, do we have another question? We do.
3: Great. We do. Uh, Luca also asked. Is Zeke ever going to get a prophecy that names him as the world ender, or is he not cool enough?
4: Not cool enough. Not
3: remotely cool enough.
4: <laughs> I love
1: how. Um,
3: no, I don't. I don't think so. But also, um,
1: Zeke don't want that.
3: Zeke don't want that. Also, I feel like, uh, you know, I I don't want to. I don't think this is spoilers for anything or anything because well, it's not because the show's made up and it hasn't happened yet. So I can't. There's no way to spoil anything that hasn't happened yet. But um, I think Zeke's thing is that he's like he's the human variable, right? Like he's the element that all of these other big cosmic forces can't can't like don't pay attention to and therefore can't see coming. And that's how he that's how mm-hmm. he's he slots into these big prophecy stories in my eyes. Yeah. Uh, and finally, yet another question from Luca. What is it exactly that the Indico Corporation does? Like, what's their main product? Be hateful. I, I mean, they're like a conglomerate, right? They're like a, uh, they're like a Sony or like a, like a Yamaha. They're, they just got their fingers in a lot of different pies. They're you know,
0: like a GE or like a, a Dow chemical. I think of them as kind of like a Dow chemical. Mm-hmm. The, the The core idea behind Indigo Corporation Labs is it's also like if this is true, what else is true, right, but it's like if there's a world in which supernatural stuff is real and cryptids are real, and also capitalism and all of its incentives are real, there's going to be someone talented, intelligent, and unscrupulous enough to try and like put a chupacabra in a juice press and sell the stuff that come out, mm-hmm. basically, juice macacabra.
4: Bad name. Hate that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Oops. Juice <of> cobra. <laughs> Um
0: so what what Elon Musk does with um
3: space exploration.
0: With unlimited government subsidies and daddy issues, uh Meredith Indigo does with Bigfoot ghosts <laughs> and robotic technology.
3: Yep. Yep. And we yep. hate her. So yeah, they sell they sell Toys that that contain like th- that are possessed by demons. Oh
0: yeah, I do, I do, I believe that we did say that the skinless ones from the original arc were supposed to be prototype children's
2: toys.
3: Yeah, yes. they, they sell toys, <laughs> toys that are possessed by demons. They sell, uh, uh, you know, motorcycles that are fueled by unicorn blood. They sell. I would say that venture, like venture industries
0: from Venture Brothers, is also a kind of a, a touchstone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, like uh, when when Rusty makes a teleportation device powered by orphan hearts, you yeah. know, <laughs>
3: oh. <laughs> that's Meredith Indigo's operating in that same vein. Yep, that one company from Small Soldiers that takes like an a- sentient AI and puts it in action figures. <laughs> Fuck yes, that movie rules. Uh, I-, I think that's Joe Dante.
0: It is Joe Dante. Yep. Also responsible for uh, the best Burger King menu item, the rodeo burger, which was a uh, cross promotion for the movie Small Soldiers
3: when it came out. Is there a rodeo in Small Soldiers? I don't is know. That... I don't know why. Hmm. Interesting. Um, all right. We now have a question from Shell at the Space Hamster on Twitter. They are also a freshman level for, uh, patron. Oh, welcome to class. <laughs> <laughs> was threatening. (laughs) Uh, Welcome to
0: class. Why aren't you wearing clothes? The test is today. (laughs) (laughs)
3: Shell asks, uh, what kind of stands would the characters have if they were in the anime television program JoJo's Bizarre Adventure? And what would Vespers be? Have any of the three of you watched any JoJo's Bizarre Adventure? No, Um, but I will. Have any bearing on this? I've watched some of it. Not not a lot of it though. Is, what if I all... take it?
0: I've heard it's good. The stands are like your like a musical act that you're based on, right? Isn't that? What?
3: They're like a no. They're like a ghost friend that fight that like catches bullets for you and fights for you. Oh. oh, they're they're a friend. Yeah, it's everybody's got a friend that like comes out the back of them, and it's like a ghost, and like oh. Most, oh, people, I see. There's a, most people, a stand? Stand? most people, most okay, people can't okay. most people can't see them unless you also me? have a stand, and then we'll you can see it. other people's stands, and and well. they're uh, like a cross between like a guardian angel and like a Pokemon.
4: Well, I'm gonna take uh, this test as Angela because
3: they protect you and they keep you safe, but then also you can be like, hey, go punch that guy's stand, and your, your stands was. will punch each other.
4: Well, I'm saying I don't
3: stand know? or stand. 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 Like the Stephen King book?
1: S yes, T Or G. All right, I'm going to take stand. this as Angela or a thing of microphone
3: to go it on. It out. Stand. stand. Don't have yes, one where
1: you have to like, get your email to you. Oh my God.
3: Um, so, so the answer is I don't think any of us have any clue. Um, <laughs> do I have to add this up? Angela is Penny's stand, and Zeke doesn't have one. Zeke is one of the guys like uh, Robert Speedwagon who just stands off to the side and is like, oh. They're doing the crazy battle things now.
4: I'm taking this test. Taking Thanks. this
3: test. What, what is can the you test? Share it with the I
1: class? think I Best did it in. the group text. Oh.
0: Well, where's my phone
3: then, Bess?
1: <laughs> <laughs>
3: hmm. Didn't think of that, did you? Yeah.
1: I did not.
3: I generally don't Which hand <laughs> do you have? Okay, so we're all taking this test in character? Yes. Okay. I gotta
1: find my phone. <laughs> <laughs> this is when you all can go to the bathroom.
0: Found my phone. Was it outside? It was.
1: In the backyard.
0: Uh, Whoopsie daisy. Oh. I'm just trying to unplug, you know. <laughs> All right. JoJo's Bizarre Adventure which.: I
4: can't read while you talk.
3: <laughs> 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 Zeke's stand is crazy diamond, according to this quiz. You got crazy diamond. Crazy Diamond is a close proximity stand capable of incredible feats due to its latent abilities of super strength and speed. I feel like they can all do that. Yet its most valuable asset is the ability to instantly heal Crazy Diamond.
0: Vesper got Heaven's Door as a man in a see-through hat.
3: (laughs) Is that what the description says? That is a man in a see-through hat. Yep. You
1: You got got Crazy Diamond?
3: I got Crazy Diamond.
1: So did I. Hold on, I got the last
0: Wow, Zeke and Angela, not so different after all.
3: I mean, we are cousins. Yeah.
0: Which we don't talk about a lot.
3: We did. feel like we forget. As the user of this
0: stand, you are most likely someone with an inquisitive mind whose desire to discover more about the world around them and their
3: place in it exceeds anything else. The user of this stand would most likely have a kind and compassionate personality, characterized by a willingness to help and prioritize others above themselves. However, they may also possess a fiery temper and be Me. prone to outbreaks of rage if a mm. nerve is touched.
1: Yeah. I got Echoes. It just says Echoes is a versatile stand that develops based on the personal growth of the user. Oh. That's
3: cute. The better like you become, the better they become. I hope this answers your question, Shell. <laughs>
1: It took a long time for me to read all that. It was a (laughs) a lot.
4: I had to leave the room because I couldn't concentrate.
0: I know people love JoJo. I I tried to watch the first season and I didn't really. It didn't click with me. But I also know that like every season of JoJo is completely different. It's like
3: an anthology series. I know people like. I know that the stuff with the stands and the stuff that's like iconic is like once you get the JoJo who who wears the black hat that's also like just turns into his hair um and that's not uh, that's not the first or second season so i don't know when it gets to the part people like
4: i'm interested in the jojos forever. i'm interested
3: in the jojos it had good stuff it is weird it is melodramatic i find dio brando very funny um, it occasionally has an unpleasant sexual energy that I don't enjoy.
1: Oh, you mean anime? Yeah.
0: <laughs> uh, yeah, uh,
3: yeah. You
1: watch The Furry Show, though.
3: Oh, uh, that is a sexual
1: energy
0: that I you do, do enjoy. enjoy. But
1: that, that <laughs> is... I don't enjoy that one. Thing. I do not <laughs> like that show
3: at all. I, really I had try, to watch it together. May and, I, May and I are on Team Beastars. Yeah. Stars is great.
4: And there's a whole other season that we didn't even watch. Oh, my dog is warming. What? She's worming down the oh. hallway. She is worming.
0: <laughs> when I went outside to get my phone, she thought she was gonna get to go out
3: there and now she's oh, mad. She's
4: pounding.
3: <laughs> yes, B Stars has weird sexual energy, but they well, spend literally cool. an entire episode like talking about consent with each other. Yeah. So.
1: That's fine, and so I just turned it off because that was my <laughs> withdrawing
3: it's, my consent. You just said that's fine for you. I'm checking out. Though
1: I can see why it's not for
3: everyone. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. Not everyone wants to watch a rabbit and a wolf fuck each other. I'm yes. fine with it. It's a vor show.
4: It's a what show?
3: It's a war show.
4: What's a war show?
3: Vore is where you
0: eat each other for sex.
4: Oh my god! Why would you say that? <laughs> <laughs> I'm just watching. My show.
0: Not the plot of B stars. A little bit. I mean, they kind of. Wolf
4: wants to eat the rabbit, but they love each other.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Uh, (laughs) So (laughs) it'll
4: be great. (laughs) It'll work
1: out.
3: Uh, (laughs) Moving on. No one asked a question about Beastars, but.
1: (laughs) Good. (laughs) All right.
3: Our final question comes to us from Rook who is a patron but cannot remember what level patron.
0: Hello Rook, welcome to class.
3: (laughs) Welcome to class.
1: Don't say that. We're
3: not sure if you're in the right class because you don't know, but uh. (laughs) That's
1: okay, take a seat.
3: (laughs) Take a seat anyway. Rook asks, when this story ends, are you gonna keep using Monster of the Week as your system? And if so, what playbooks would you most like to play next?
0: Wow, what a pertinent question. What a a relevant question. Thank you so much for this question, Rook. Uh, We're going to basically just use it as a springboard to make a big announcement. Mm. Uh, I don't have any plans on ending this story anytime soon. Um, However, since you asked, you may have noticed, you know, when we talk about the show and our characters and their journeys and stuff, how many times everyone said, I don't know. I don't have time to think about that. There's monsters to deal with. Would you guys agree that that's kind of been the energy of like playing monster the week lately is like Gotta run gotta time. run gotta
3: save the people Yeah evil we clowns, know Evil clowns gotta get out the house Yeah it always feels urgent
4: mm-hmm. But then I didn't know we were gonna have 25 episodes this season so I could have taken my time It's
3: 18 Eighteen. Well, if you had taken your time then there would have been more episodes
0: Yeah. I feel like y'all did take your time I feel like 10 of those 18 episodes is y'all sitting in a room trying
3: <laughs> to decide what to we do We made
1: many plans You of told the same plan. We had to make a plan Towards the end, though, we just kept talking about the plan.
3: Yeah, towards the end, we made a plan (laughs) and then made further plans on top of that plan. Well,
4: because you got to have multiple different plans, because if the role doesn't (laughs) go right, then what are you going to do?
3: Like, we we decided we were going to wear a top hat, and then... We put on the top hat, and then we decided we were going to wear a baseball cap, and then we put that baseball cap on top of the top hat, and then we decided that we were going to wear a deer stalker, so we put that on top of the baseball cap on top of the top hat.
4: Because the plans don't always work, because you roll bad, and then you're like, well, I don't have access to this thing anymore, yeah. so... Or you find out
1: your dad has a carabiner, and you can't take his car keys. Yeah,
4: or you're stuck in a salt circle, or a, you know, and you can't get out, so... uh uh-huh. That, all those, all those Grow up on yourself things. in a bush. Yep. That Didn't that plan
3: happened.
0: on that. No. no. plan on that. Um... So all I wish to say is like the the monster of the week cycle is very frantic, right? Because there is you know in monster week there's like a countdown to midnight where everybody die. a ticking clock, if you will. It's very urgent. Um, and also you know when our brief when we started this show was improvise CW show, um, and I think that's something that we still all kind of very much want to move towards kind of centering the teen drama, supernatural drama aspects over the more kind of Buffy-style Monster of the Week aspects. So we will reveal here now for the first time that we are not going to be playing Monster of the Week next arc. Um, I know this is not without precedent. We did uh, one arc of the Bigfoot game. But w- this time, we are going to try out another... Apocalypse World game, or powered by the Apocalypse game. We're gonna be playing Monster Hearts 2 for the next arc of our show. So, we will be uh, making new character sheets for all of our existing main characters in Monster Hearts. If you're not familiar, Monster Hearts is a game that is kind of directly mechanically centered on relationship drama. Smoochin'! Um, And that's kind of an aspect of the show that we want to, I think, highlight and center and explore. While still exploring all of our storylines that we've developed. um, But just with a different kind of focus and a different mechanical underpinning. Yes. How's everybody feeling about that? Excited. Jazzed.
1: Yeah, both of those things.
0: Uh, We can reveal something else that we're going to be doing that is kind of a big development along with playing a new game. Uh, is you are all also going to be piloting a second character for this one.
3: I still don't know who mine is.
0: Well, I don't want to reveal who any of them are oh. yet.
1: It's so a okay. good thing you don't know who yours well, it's is. It's a good thing I don't
3: know <laughs> who it is.
0: But I will say there's, it's going to be a combination of existing characters and maybe new ones as well.
3: That's why I don't know who mine is.
0: Thanks, James. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I'm very excited. I feel like Monster Hearts is mechanically going to get us a lot closer to some of the stuff that we love narratively about these kinds of teen drama shows, you know, yeah, pushing the social hierarchies, pushing the relationship drama aspect of it. I think it's going to be very fun and very new and maybe it won't work and then we'll go back to Monster of the Week or maybe it will work, but we'll be excited to try other new things and go to a different game or maybe we'll stick with this game for a few arcs. You never know.
3: Maybe we'll start playing Call of Cthulhu.
1: I was about to say Call of Duty. We're all going to play Call Call of Duty. Duty.
3: (laughs) That's the new game. We have no more questions on the spreadsheet. We've answered them all.
0: (laughs) Anyone have any final thoughts?
3: Uh, I think this was a very good arc. and I think the priest was nasty.
0: Uh, We will be taking a brief hiatus in between seasons as we normally do. Um, But... Stick with this show feed. We'll be probably dropping some juicy little nuggets uh, in the interim. Some like fun little non-show, non-canon stuff. And watch for updates as we reveal when we will be coming back. We're not stopping our recording schedule. We're going to truck right through and start recording the next arc here soon. We're going to take a few months off from our release schedule just to kind of get a lead on recording and editing and all that stuff. And um, But yeah, we will be back with you all before you know it.
3: Bye. Goodbye.
0: Goodbye. Thank you so much. We're going to um, go find a big monkey to fight.
3: Going to go fight a big monkey and be a big lizard.